Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this show provides content curation as a service with a focus on the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, and each episode is either a curated summary of what I've discovered in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 186. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off security news. So parts of Manhattan had a power outage Saturday night, which happened to be the anniversary of another major power outage in New York in 1977. The uh, power company apologized, but they didn't actually explain what happened. So like the hacker side of me thinks that uh, this could easily like be a probing shot by a sophisticated attacker or like a fun prank or something by amateurs. But I think failure is still probably the most possible thing here. Obviously, I don't I don't have much information. I don't think anyone really does, except for the people that do, which are very few. But I think either way, the country needs to get a whole lot more resilient to these types of attacks. I mean, the fact that an outage like this could go on for hours before it gets fixed. To me, it just seems like super good news for attackers where they're like, well, we could just do that multiple times, right? Um, Because tons of small attacks could obviously become a big one. And even if it's not a major outage, right? It's all about psychology. The, The whole game with terrorism is psychological impact. So if you could produce that, while doing relatively small amount of harm, you know, that's even better. Zoom has had a, a couple of bad weeks. Not only did it have a major vulnerability, but it turned out to be part of the design, really, right? Where you could just sort of send anyone to a web page and have it spawn their um, their their application and their, and their camera. And it kind of does it behind the scenes. And actually uninstalling it didn't solve the problem. So it's just tons of tons of issues here. So companies started auto uninstalling it from their OS. Um, Yeah, Zoom had a lot of momentum going into the space. Um, Really, I mean, they made a big splash, like, because this, uh, the space has been so bad for like the last five years or whatever. And then Zoom shows up and it's like super clean and people love it. And now this, so I think they're probably going to take a a major hit in market share, I'm guessing. I don't know if it'll just be a blip, but it seems like it'll be pretty, you know, it's going to sting a bit. Facebook is being fined $5 billion over its various privacy catastrophes. Uh, Probably most importantly, the the Cambridge Analytica one. And Marriott's being fined $124 million over the Starwood breach. I mean, 124 million sounds like a lot to us, but isn't that like a coffee budget for Marriott? It seems low. I mean, you you have to set these things so they actually hurt. Um, I'm sure they're not happy about 124 million, but it seems low compared to like Marriott. $72 million worth of nuclear. Yeah, $72 million worth of nuclear material was found in a car in Turkey and five suspects have been arrested. This story also goes on to say that this has happened before. They've also found what they thought was Californium before. But uh, yeah, I don't like hearing a story where it's like we found nuclear material and then they're like, yeah, it happens. 
especially not in Turkey. Uh, advisories, anesthesia and respiratory devices have some issues uh, related to GE. And a really good uh, Patch Tuesday summary over at uh, Brian Krebs website. And Evite had about 100 million accounts uh, leaked. Uh, technology news, an AI has beaten five professional poker players simultaneously. I think basically five different players were playing one instance of the AI. So it was worded a little strangely, but the trick seems to be that it's bluffing in a very consistently random way. Is that such a thing as consistently random? I guess, you know, uh, properly random. What's the right word there? I'm sure there's the right word. I can't think of unpredictably random. Well, that's what random means. Um, Anyway, the point is humans have patterns and they have tells where as if you just do it completely randomly, like you have a good hand, you go all in, you have a bad hand, you go all in. If there's no single for the human to pick up on, then these high level, these are professional poker players, these high level one-on-one players um, who are normally excellent at reading humans. That's their whole game is reading humans really well and being able to sense tells and or not have them themselves, well, that goes away when you have a computer who's not, you know, giving any tells and is just doing it randomly in terms of bluffing. So that's pretty powerful. Check that off the list of what we got beat at by AI. A Chinese AI startup is using snout recognition. I made that up. It's actually face recognition, but they're just using the nose to identify lost dogs. Of course, they're also using it to identify dogs that are misbehaving, like, you know, pooing where they're not supposed to or whatever, or barking or biting or being loud or whatever, so they, so that they can find the owners automatically. How about that? So snoot detection on your dog, auto deduction from your bank account. Thank you, technology. Machine learning is being used to translate ancient languages, like an AI version of the Rosetta Stone. I think that's super, super cool. Virgin Galactic is about to become the first publicly traded company to offer space flights. That's going to be expensive, but I want to do it. Uh, The FBI is looking to do more monitoring of social media and is currently looking for contractors to build a new tool for doing this. The thing we have to realize about this, I think, is, you know, if we get attacked and it's obvious that social on social media that this person was like, oh, I'm going to attack. And here's the stuff I'm going to use. And it's going to be tomorrow at eight o'clock or whatever, you know, and and then they do attack and something bad happens. You know, we'll bash the FBI for not protecting us in an obvious way because the stuff was public. You know, they should have known, right? That's what we'll say. But if they overstep, which these authorities so commonly do, then we'll want to say, oh, you can't monitor any social media, right? So the entire game here of a proper amount of security is this balance between how much trust we have in the authority that's wielding it and, you know, the the harm being caused by it, right? And it's just a game of informed moderation. U.S. companies are evidently helping Chinese companies spy on their citizens, which the, the ones quoted here are Google and IBM, which reminds me a lot of what some Israeli companies are doing Right. We really have to look at surveillance tech similar to how we look at weapons like missile, missile technology, lasers, whatever, um, sharks with lasers. 
if we know it's going to be used to suppress populations, right, we should just, that should be a hard no for us. You know, it's not always easy to actually know, but where it is easy, we should definitely be willing to do the right thing, even if it costs the company money. And a contractor leaked a bunch of Google Assistant recordings revealing that they had an army of contractors listening to the audio for various purposes. But I, I think this is only scary if you didn't already think that was happening, which I, I guess is most people. And uh, Amazon Music is going growing very quickly, uh, including faster than Spotify. So go Amazon, as if they needed any encouragement. Human news, more people are starting to use Venmo and similar services to ask for money on social media to pay their bills. Think about that. A strategy for putting food on the table and, you know, I guess paying rent. You know, those are the two most common things people are asking for. Just being to go on social media and say, look, I can't pay my bills. And if they have a big enough following, maybe a couple of people send, you know, $5, $10, and now they make their bills. It's, uh, is that is that tech working for us? I guess it is. Um, but maybe tech, you know, led to automation that led to them not making as much money or them getting fired. But now the tech will enable lots of people to give them $5 so they can make their bills. Uh, tech giveth and tech taketh away. Twitter has updated their safety rules to include a ban against language that dehumanizes others on the basis of religion. I think that's obviously good. The problem is just the, um, there's so many people need to be filtering this stuff. Like it's really hard to do with algorithms and like just the context. We, we've seen this over the last few years. It's so hard to know when someone's being sarcastic, when someone's, attacking themselves because they actually are that religion and they're just sort of like scoring own goals on themselves, either in comedy or in like being serious. But point is it's, it's a good move, but uh, very difficult to actually implement. San Francisco's homeless population has grown by 30% since 2017 and is now around 10,000 people. Ideas, trends, and analysis Data structures are the most important component of your application, more important than code. It's not my idea. I usually mention when, when they are, um, if it's an essay for me. But uh, this one is not. It's from someone else. And I love the idea. It's basically, look, don't think so much about the code. Don't think so much about the syntax. The most important component of you, of, of your application is the data structure. And, uh, you know, link list, you know, that, that type of situation. If you think back to dev classes or whatever. Why it's good to be bored. I love this concept. This is a good article, good impl implementation of the idea. Um, my favorite piece on this is from Bertrand Russell. It's called In Praise of Idleness. I think it's an essay. It might be a book. But I remember reading this and just loving it. The idea is when you're bored, it allows creativity to surface. And without boredom, you feel busy and you feel active, but you actually end up being empty. And uh, yeah, this is another piece basically talking about that. McKinsey's new analysis of which jobs will be most displaced by automation by 2030. The top of the list of not being replaced are healthcare professionals. And I think at the bottom, 
like the most replaceable, the, the worst situation is for office, like clerical work. Only 22% of Amazon searches include a brand name. This is horrible news for everyone except for Amazon. 22%. That's crazy. 22% of Amazon searches include a brand name. So what? 78. 78%? They're just like shoes, like flashlight. And whatever has the little mark of like Amazon recommended, evidently people are buying that, right? This is a problem for anyone who cares about brand, which Amazon doesn't because they have their own brands and they'll just undercut whatever. Discovery, this is really cool. If Sapiens were a blog post, this is a really cool blog post, lays out everything in the book. It's got some visuals, pretty awesome. By the way, bad news for anyone listening to podcast, unless you already are a subscriber. This is episode 186, which means it's an even episode, which means it's the member episode, which means they're right up the show notes, the newsletter for this podcast for the links in this discovery section are only for members. You can sign up at uh, slash newsletter or slash subscribe and you get the newsletter every week. Um, Oh, here we go. A zip bomb that expands from 46 megabytes to 4.5 petabytes. That's ridiculous. The link here, by the way, for people who have the newsletter, um, it does not point directly to the thing to download. It's just a link to the story, which has the link in it. But yeah, I wouldn't be linking to that in case you have an auto expander, which is not a good idea, by the way. Got a link here. Uh, I was wrong about spreadsheets. Basically, someone tried to implement spreadsheet functionality in like Python, and they were like, oh, that's really hard. I should use a spreadsheet. A combination of hundreds of thousands of pictures of the moon all combined into one. This one you can just Google for. It, it is fantastic. The first uh, quote or the first comment on Reddit was like, that's nice. Can you do the back? <laughs> and then he, the person responded. They're like, yeah, I will. I don't know how they're going to do that. There are not hundreds of thousands of images of the back of the moon, as far as I know. Bachelor's degree movers. Uh, the top degree that people are going to most now is something to do with like parks and recreation. Is that because of the TV show? I hope not. I really, really hope not. And the ones people are getting away from are like, I can't remember what was at the bottom, but there was actually some hardcore engineering stuff that was towards the bottom. Oh, humanities, tons of, oh, English. That was, that's what it was. It was English degrees was at the bottom. That's quite sad. Um, oh, I keep seeing people talk about this $1,799 price for a 2019 75-inch Samsung QLED TV. And I can't keep track. QLED, I'm guessing that's between like LED and OLED. Sounds right. Um, but anyway, I'm not jumping on it. But but 75-inch TV, 17 or $1,800 basically for a QLED. It, evidently, multiple people are pinging me. They're like, oh, is this awesome? Is this good? Should I get this? Whoever did that marketing is, you know, killing it. Uh, me, myself, I'm waiting for an 85-inch Sony OLED. That's around 5K, which I hope will be out in like a year or so. That's my next upgrade for a display. 
and PyAttack, a Python package for interacting with the MITRE attack framework. You could pull out uh, threat actors, like indicators, like all kinds of cool stuff with that. Notes, uh, I wrote a super short summary of Fall by Neil Stephenson. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let me go read this. It was highly entertaining. Um, people on Twitter liked it as well. See, projects, book summaries, fall. Um, all right, so here's my here's my summary, or my one-sentence summary. The book is like someone describing a dream to you in vivid detail for around 30 hours. The only respite from that purgatory comes in the form of copious asides that are engineered to make you believe the author is smart, which we already knew. And my takeaways are, if you're a total fan of Stephenson and you love anything he writes, you might like this book. Everyone else probably won't, and I doubt I'll be reading any more Stephenson. And I gave it 3 out of 10. So that was my um, short summary. In fact, that was the entire review. You just heard the entire review. Like, sounds like two sentences. Uh, currently halfway through this book called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World which is about the theory that the best the best people at things are those who can pull from multiple domains. I'm a huge fan of this concept. It's actually the anti-10,000 hours, the anti-Malcolm Gladwell, the anti-Tiger Woods. And the author talks about how Tiger Woods and chess are way different than regular life because they're, you know, they're extremely narrow and real life isn't. Uh, they call it kind knowledge or a kind domain versus a wicked domain where things are changing all the time. And basically generalists are better at that. And there's just tons of, tons of knowledge about it. It's, um, it's super cool. I'm probably like halfway, three quarters through. Uh, I feel like the New York times increased their font size. It seems a little large to me, but I don't know. I guess that's just uh, changing times. Uh, curious to hear if anyone else noticed that. Uh, currently obsessed with Cloud Shannon. Claude Shannon, however you pronounce that. And just bought a book about his life, which uh, I wish I had the name for it here. Something like, I don't know, Dueling with Claude or something. I, I don't remember. Uh, recommendations. Uh, I recommend you read this book about uh, range, called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World which I just talked about. I think it'll make you feel better about not picking up violin at age, you know, one and a half. Um, it, it's all about the different things that you can expose yourself to, which obviously I'm into because I, I read a lot of different stuff. And I'm all, always trying to cross pollinate, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a good book. You should check it out. And the aphorism slash quote for the week, information is the resolution of uncertainty. Information is the resolution of uncertainty. Cloud Shannon. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget that the show is both a podcast and a newsletter. So you can get more information about everything you just heard by subscribing to the newsletter or reading the blog posts for each episode. Also keep in mind that I do the show weekly, but if you're not a member, you're currently only getting every other odd numbered episode. And if you want to get every episode of the podcast and newsletter, you can become a member at danielmeesler.com slash subscribe 
for less than a latte per month. Being a member will also get you access to the subscriber area of the site, which is the home for all previous member episodes, as well as other types of premium and experimental content. We'll see you next time.